You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 nonstop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. Building the future on the field and in Jack London Square. It's now time to go inside the bill for an in-depth look at what it takes to build the most unique and creative ballpark in sports history. This is the build. A man's been getting a lot of votes going his way. Yes, yes, unanimous votes. And we have a thing on A's cast that we called the build. We haven't talked to you in a while, but the president of your Oakland Athletics joins us here on really, as I've been telling everybody, Dave, this is a historic day. We're the only team in Major League Baseball that's allowed to do this. We're the fir- This is the first ever live streaming broadcast I love it. by a Major I League Baseball it. team. We're making history today. We're on the vanguard. In Oakland, that's the way we do it. And so it's great to bring this uh, to our fans, this great content, and make sure that folks can stay connected with what we're doing. And so I think it's just a great thing, and you're leading in such an effective way, and I'm honored to be here. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I've been trying to spread the word that we are giving the Oakland A's fans the best coverage this franchise has ever had since it moved here in 1968. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say better than what they had in Kansas City Probably. and better than what they had in, in Philly. Yes, yeah, so, I know. Yeah, definitely Kansas City, I think. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, I think that's a great thing. And, you know, our fans deserve it. And they love interacting with players, hearing from myself, hearing from other folks with the front office, understanding from you where we are in the process on the ballpark, how the team is developing. These are great aspects and, you know, having A's cast as an opportunity to do it is just phenomenal. By the way, we all sound better during a 10-game winning streak. There's something about it. You know, the, <laughs> the food tastes better and everything is just perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that works, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, before we start getting into what you've been doing lately, I always like to go back and say, you know, for years, fans, they had gripes and they were warranted. Mm-hmm. But what you have done and what Chris Giles have, has done is you've tried to do everything you possibly can from what the product is on the field, from what the product is in the stadium, to what the product is going to be down at Howard Terminal. You're giving A's fans everything they've ever wanted. And that talk about something that, that well, you now, pride yourself and, on that. And, you know, we want to do it now. We don't want to just wait until the new stadium opens. We want to make sure that the experience here at, at the Coliseum is tip-top. And, it's you know, you can have new seating options and the stomping ground and the treehouse and – all these different aspects, and we're trying new things. You know, not everything's going to work, but we want to make sure we do it in an effective way and a way that's really listening to our fans and really responsive. Yeah, the Coliseum now has become your guinea pig. It really is. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's kind of like a petri dish. We're trying all these new things. We have all these new seating concepts. We have the Coppola field boxes and the Budweiser party deck and Golden Road Landing, and just trying all these new concepts. And you know, people like certain aspects, or they might want this changed and. We're incorporating their feedback. So let's talk about, we haven't talked to you since the port vote, I don't believe. Yeah, that, and that was a huge day for the franchise, you know, to get the 7-0 unanimous vote of the port commission. It was something that was a year in the making, nurturing the relationship with all the commissioners, responding to the concerns of the maritime community, all of that together. And then all our supporters, you know, it was almost four hours of public testimony, and all our supporters there for the rally and then for the actual vote and open session 
it was a tremendous day. And, and to get that 7-0 vote, we were really proud. And we carried the whole thing live on AceCast, and I'm glad that we did because I've had a lot, of a lot of fans reach out and say, I listened to the entire it's time. It's amazing. Well, that's the kind of fans we have. You know, people care. You know, they want to make sure that this team has a home for another 50 or 100 years, and, you know, that's what we're doing here and, and building that with them together. You know, it's part of a movement we're a part of with the A's right now, and it's great they're so engaged. Yeah, and I'm glad that the people got to hear of the objections. So they get to know mm -hmm. how tough this is for you, that this is no day at the beach. I mean, you're, you're working your you-know-what off to make this happen, and not everybody agrees. Well, yeah, and, you know, people have a point of view, and we respect that. You know, we respect the openness and the transparency and ensuring that people can you know, express their point of view. That's something that's you know, very uniquely Oakland and the East Bay and really kind of with the activist culture of this area to make sure that everyone's point of view is considered in the project to make sure it's a success. And we're committed to that, whether it's the maritime industry, community interests, city council, environmentals, whoever it is, we want to hear from them. We want to make sure that our project can be the best project it can be. And I think we did that with the port vote and with revising our plan due to the maritime interests. And I think that's a very positive step. So since then, we know you're you're doing stuff here. You're doing stuff in Sacramento. You're yeah. all over the I, I, you more know, the, votes in Sacramento. Yeah, I've been getting a lot of miles up there. No doubt about it. You yeah, know, the, the book uh, for our kids. Where's Waldo? It's almost like where's Cavill? Yeah, so, it's kind of true. So yeah, what have yeah. you been doing? Where, where well, are we? Well, we got more votes up there too. We have both our uh, AB 1191, which is our trust exchange, as well as uh, SB 293, which is our tax increment financing bill. Both bills passed the first chamber. One came out of the Senate, one came out of the House or the, the Assembly, and are in the other chamber. And so we're halfway home on both those pieces of legislation. We met with the governor's office and the governor and, you know, took him through the process as well. And so we're doing all these critical things to ensure that those two pieces of critical legislation that will allow us to build on the waterfront, that will make sure that the infrastructure plan is successful, can come to fruition and be signed this legislative cycle. Because it's real interesting how this is working because the state owns part of the land. Yes, you're going right. to buy some. You're yep. going to lease. It's, 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 not like, it's, yeah. it's not like you can just walk in and say, here's a check. We want the land. No, and it doesn't work that way because, you know, the state of California, I think, has done a great job in ensuring that, you know, public, you know, lands on the waterfront are curated and kind of managed in an effective way with oversight. And that's where the State Lands Commission comes in. That's where the Bay Conservation and Development Commission comes in. And we're working hand-in-hand -hand with these bodies. And they are key stakeholders in getting the necessary approvals for our success. And the state legislation is a way to empower them to kind of get to a point where the project can move forward. The president of your Oakland Athletics, Dave Cavill, joins us here on A's Cast Live and also the Build Podcast. And when I think when you go up to Sacramento and you're talking to so many different people, what is their reaction to what you're trying to do for Oakland? Well, I think they realize how transformative it can be and how a project like this can bring so many economic benefits, billions of dollars, thousands of jobs, and also the risk of losing teams. You know, we've seen that in other parts of the state. You even see it with the Raiders going to, um, obviously, Las Vegas. And so they're very cognizant. They want to make sure that California has a business climate that can support all these teams in an effective way. They're thrilled that we're bringing private capital to invest in this project, that it's not a publicly financed stadium like the Coliseum has been and the renovations for the Raiders and the Warriors. And so that's a really important step that resonates with everyone. I think they're also excited that we're doing things like building affordable housing and creating new commercial job opportunities as part of the project. These are issues that our community faces and we need to solve together. 
And so all those things together have created a real groundswell of support. So when we're on the floor of the Assembly or the Senate, you're getting 58-0 votes. And, you know, that's, those are enormous margins to get, and it's really a sign of our success. Got to ask you this, and with these people, even though they may not live in Sacramento, they work in Sacramento, right? That's they're, right. They're in government. Yeah. They went through, for the most part, watching the Sacramento Kings had one foot out the door to Seattle, mm -hmm. and Vivek Ranadive, who was part of the Warriors ownership group. Yeah, stepped up and really saved the team. So it, yeah. do you hear that they've been through this, and maybe that's one of the reasons why they want to help you so much is because they saw what, what almost happened with the Sacramento Kings leaving the state. Yeah, and in that case, you know, they actually put up public money to keep the team there. And so I think when they look at our case, they're like, hey, you guys are paying for everything, and this is going to be this great project, and it's going to create all these jobs, and it's going to, you know, on a terminal that hasn't been used in eight years. They're like, let's get started. And that's the kind of energy and momentum we need to build because what you're really fighting against is, is the status quo. We're trying to change the status quo, bring a new narrative, create a new vision for this project, and we need to build supporters, whether it's at the state level, locally, at all these areas to ensure our success, and that's and that's what we're doing day in, day out. Yeah, so VP of Marketing, Troy Smith, when he got up at the port vote and talked about there hasn't been a boat that's actually shown up to Howard Terminal since, what, 2013? Yeah, 2013, like and, you know, it's really just used as a parking lot right now, and, you know, we're sensitive to the maritime concerns, and we want to make sure that the longshoremen have jobs for, you know, multiple generations. You know, people have raised families on living wages associated with the port. The port needs to be a thriving port for this region. But I think we can have that, and we can have this beautiful privately financed ballpark with the park on a roof and giving us public access to this location. We can have both. It's, it's you know, beware of false choices. You know, I think someone said that in the, in the meeting, which I think was a great point. And obviously it, it helped carry the day with the commission. So I came on after it, and the one thing that I said is, show me where in the United States of America mm -hmm. where they've built a football stadium, a baseball stadium, or a new arena, and it didn't work for the community around it. Right, right, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, those are the kind of key points. Like, we just need to keep establishing you know, what has happened in other communities, what we're trying to accomplish here, where we are in the process, and keep knocking down the dominoes as we continue forward for that 2023 opening here in Oakland. So you, you would say halfway there right now? Well, I mean, it's hard. yeah, I mean, maybe even more. I mean, I think the key thing is, is like we're really driving towards a really critical binding approval of the city council early next year. That's when the environmental review is over. We're already through the port terms, which is a key step. We'll be done with the state legislation at that point. That's going to be a critical moment for our community to stand up and say this matters. This is a project that we care about. We care about making sure that the A's have a new home. We care about things like the affordable housing and the great environmental uh, bona fides of the project. And that's going to be an important day for us. And that's kind of the next really big thing that we just want to get on everyone's radar for early next year. I remember one of the first things we talked about, and you mentioned ballpark fatigue. Yeah. The other one is environmental report fatigue. Yeah, that's a long process. <laughs> and, you know, you have to really take your time on that. We did that with the soccer stadium, too. And we have a great team with Lydia Tan, who's come on board as our managing director of real estate, and Noah Rosen, who also is on the team, who came over from Lennar. They're doing a great job managing that process and, you know, really interfacing with the city in a really effective way. And, and we're really on pace for – you know, having that done probably around the end of the year or maybe early next year so we can get to that critical vote. I remember when the Giants built their new ballpark, Pac-Bell Park, and the USA, the USA Today reported 
Of course, that was landfill from the earthquake in the early mm-hmm. 1900s that they found toxic waste in right center and right field that yeah. they weren't expecting, and they had to clean that up. So, I mean, that's something like the Giants had to deal with that. Yeah, and those are the kind of things, you know, we dealt with that with the Via Stadium, too, with, you know, as a former um, tank factory. They built the M2 Bradley fighting vehicle there. Really? Who, who knew? Who knew? Um, but, you know, those are the types of things, these former industrial sites. But as a community and as a region, we need to be able to reprogram those areas into commercial development, housing development, because we need to take back some of that land. And that's the nice thing about Howard Terminal is it's right adjacent to Jack London Square. You have an existing commercial district that's just looking for people to be in it. You know, it's like if they just could have a couple million people come to the waterfront every year, that area would be thriving. And that's the promise of having that waterfront downtown urban location. You can walk, you can bike, you can take ferries, you know, you can take buses. It's really a great location uh, to really bring forward a positive vision for our city. And I remember that first game between the Dodgers and the Giants, and as I, w- as I was listening to the opposition, that was everything that they said about Pac Bell Park. The traffic is this, da, 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 da. and I, I think that ballpark's going to work over there. Well, it's working pretty well, and, you know, it's been there for 20 years, and, you know, I think one thing, too, on the traffic and parking, you know, any of these big venues, you know, we need to make sure that we're, you know, thoughtful about handling the parking and the traffic and the impacts. And we've committed in legislation already 20% reduction in trips, car trips, from the Coliseum. So the net area of the region of, of Oakland, we're going to have less people on the road, more people taking transit. This is going to be a great thing for our community. We need that. Take the cars off the road, less congestion, people taking public transit, people walking, busing, ferry. And so I think that's a really important commitment to really stress. And the thing that, that I want to happen so bad, it's not just the ballpark. It's the area around the ballpark because right now people drive in, they come to the game, they're getting their cars. Now people, places to go to dinner before and after games. People can do shopping. Well, think about all the restaurateurs and, you know, the local business owners and the money that they can make with all these people regionally coming in and staying that extra hour on each side, like you said. And that's incredible what the impact that can have on their business. And it creates the ambiance around the ballpark that people like. You know, the people, there's a hustle and a bustle and an excitement that people will really enjoy. So since you did Avaya and you're doing this, how much have you personally learned about government, California government? How, I mean, how much have it's you learned? It's been a crash course. I mean, you, there's no better way to learn it than to actually do it. And I saw that with the soccer stadium and whether it was the environmental review or state approvals or local approvals and just understanding all the pieces of the puzzle. And, you know, I think what I've learned is, you know, you need to have a very – broad view and a very open tent about understanding people's points of view and truly listening and understanding where they're coming from to make sure instead of trying to ram a project through that we're doing it in concert and in collaboration with everyone. That is the only way to see a project like this through. And we did that in San Jose, and we're doing it here in Oakland as well. I think about your hometown in Cleveland. We were yeah, just there. Yeah, Seatown. Yeah, absolutely. James Field. Yep. And, and, and watching that and the arena next door. Yep. I, I went down to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the Brown Stadium is where the mistake by the lake used to yeah, be. Yeah, absolutely. Old I mean, Municipal. You look at those three buildings and what they've done for that area in Cleveland as they're revitalizing It's become downtown. a regional destination. It's brought so much life to the city, jobs activity you know it's just been tremendous and i remember before when i grew up there that area it was called it was a wig district all the stores were wig stores yes on carnegie in ontario that area was wig stores wigs yeah exactly that's what i'm talking about so like it was totally you know 
changed to a, an amazing. <laughs> you're you're like in shock. <laughs> oh, yeah, it doesn't you look like know, that anymore. See, in Cleveland, they had a wig district. You didn't have a wig, wig district where you grew up? Uh, San Diego, no. No, they didn't have that. See, <laughs> so that's too bad. You guys were really missing out there. So yeah. what I'm saying is, is that it's incredible to think a generation later that area. I went back for the NBA Finals, you know, a couple years ago, and so vibrant, so exciting. You know, people are. Young people wanting to move in and live there. Existing people having new job opportunities. All those things together, that's what we can do with this project. And you've seen it work in other cities and other communities. You know, we just have to have the courage to take the step to make it happen. You've made trips all around to look at all these different places in mm-hmm. sports. What would be the one place where you went, yeah, I really like what they did here and we could take I, a lot of I ideas? I like Petco, actually. Yeah. I think Petco is a really good example. If you think of that gas lamp district before – you know, more industrial, kind of near the water. Oh, I'll tell you, growing yeah. up in you San know Diego, that area, right? we, yeah. you never went downtown. That's what I'm saying. Downtown saying. was just yeah. homeless. It was a right. bad spot. So what I'm saying is is that really created a vibrancy to that area. It brought in a lot of jobs. It was just a huge positive for the community. So we want to do the same thing here in Oakland and learn from those other examples and really build on them, what's worked, what's not worked. So I really think, you know, the urban downtown locations, they're the most successful especially finding an area that can be really iconic. You know, that's what I love about our design, BRK Ingalls. You know, a rooftop park. I mean, this, is, this building is like a Sydney Opera House type thing. No ballpark has this type of look. We are singularly focused on creating something that's amazingly unique. And to have that in Oakland, a community that's always been on the vanguard of new ideas, I think is very exciting. Yeah, because like you think of the Coliseum, think about a, a park on top of the upper deck. I know, I know. And you're watching Watch the, the game. game. How good is that? Yeah, if you say you have kids, I mean, that's about as family-friendly as you can be, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, right. So, I mean, that's the type of stuff that we're going to be able to do, and I think people are going to be blown away. And it's going to be kind of like the green monster seats. Watching the game from there, I think what, people will travel in to do that. That will be a destination. That will be something to do in baseball, in sports. You know, it will be an attraction, and that's what we need to do. Baseball needs more of that. We need, obviously, more of a focus on these – events and excitement around the game that can draw more fans. We need younger fans, and those are the types of things that can get people in the door and excited about you know what's happening on the field. And also, you win ball games, life is just better. Just it is. Talk about what you're seeing with your ball club, having won 10 in a row. It's amazing. It's I mean, got, we're, we're they, got, ta- they got the mojo back. We were talking about know? in Seattle, yeah. when they are in Seattle, and that last loss against the Mariners, they were 19-25. and 25. Since then, now 29-25. and 25. Hey, it's on. You know, 10 in a row or 10.75 wins in a row, which that's what we're saying around the office because, you know, we have that one game yeah. kind of in hand. Um, but, no, it's been incredible. The team's playing great. You know, it's great to see us hitting the long ball again and really, you know, using that to, you know, extend our leads and get leads. And, you know, the confidence of a lot of these players, especially with KD not playing, you know, he's really our best player. He's tremendous. You know, everything kind of goes through him. So that the other guys have stepped up and picked up their game is incredible to see. And it's, it's a testament to Bob Melvin and the team that David and Billy have put together that we're in this position. And let's end on this. Today is the first day voting for the All-Star. Yeah, I love that. That's exciting. Got a few guys out here that I think could be All-Stars. More than a few. I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to get the thing and vote all A's guys, as you know how it works. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think guys have had great seasons. It's great to see what Piscotti's doing. Matt Chapman at third base has been tremendous. You know, Fegley's been tremendous behind the plate, you you know, with his power. And so there's just a lot of positives, and it's great to see it. 
and will definitely be well represented in Cleveland this year. Every two weeks, we will sit down and get an update on what's going on the with build. the ballpark. Yes, the build. yes. I love doing that. It's uh, one of my on highlights. On Ace Cast. Well, yeah, it, 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 you get to tell people what's going on so people know. Yeah, and we want to get the word out. We want people to be able to respond and you know, ask questions and figure out, you know, where we are in this really critical process for the future of the A's and how much great progress we're making. Thank you so much for your time. All right, we thanks for having me, guys. It. Awesome, go On A's. the first broadcast of A's Cast Live, you cannot beat it. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.